Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven, Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, good day, boys. How are we? Yeah, it's all good, mate. I'm in South didn't play this week, but we got to sit back and get in the ice baths and massage up and watch the other teams uh, get stuck into each other. Hey, yeah, it certainly was enjoyable just sitting back and watching them two uh, teams go at it last night. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it later in the show, but yeah, we're going to come up against a, a pretty red hot manly side last night, but I'm sure we'll get the job done against them next week. First of all, South coach Lionel Potter is gravely ill in hospital. And um, we just want to send a shout out to, we're thinking of you, coach Potter and to his family. A uh, bit, bit of sad news to start the show, but what is on the show chaps? All right, mate, we've got a big show. We're going to chat to South Sydney rookie sensation. He's just come in, semi-final series, and uh, everyone's talking about him. Blake Taff, the live chat he'll be on in a few minutes. We're also remembering a rabbit this week is Dave Tiz, Superman Tyrrell, the former grand final weather from 2014. And we preview that Rabbitohs versus Seagull, Seagulls prelim Next Friday night, boys, and uh, we all know who we're playing now. So let's rip into that show, lads. Young, uh, young Blake Taff, we got coming up. You say, chaps, what a great young prospect he is. He is, mate. Yeah, he's, he's only played the, the six games so far. I think four as a starting fullback, two off the bench. And, well, I mean, his energy the other night was just infectious, whether he had the ball or he didn't have it. He's the name on everyone's lips. And we've been banging on about him for a couple of years. You know, like, um, I mean, people have, people you speak to, whether it's in the media or, or friends, have put the red pen through his house once once Latrell went down. Well, that, that did not prove to, to be the case. So, like, as, including Emma Lawrence from Channel 9 there. I think she, she sort of messaged me on Instagram a couple of times asking me a bit about him. I said, mate, he's, he's a gun, mate. He, he, he's not going to be Latrell. In terms of power game or, or that finesse, which Latrell brings, the big superstar quality, but he's going to bring qualities to this team that are going to be extremely invaluable. We're going to bring Perhaps. him in now. And just to everyone who's joined us on the live chat, you can send us a super chat or a super sticker to make your comments stand out and also to support us on the show. Now, if you've got any questions for Blake when he comes on, send them through. We're watching him here now. Welcome to everyone. Norman Koshinek's there and Donna Sassi. There he is. Hi, bunnies. Hello, mate. Hey, boys. How are you? 
Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio again, Blake. I know we spoke to you a couple of years ago um, as you were just about to prepare for the 2019 Jersey Flag Grand Final, mate. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio. Yeah, cheers, boys. It's good to be back. No worries. How, how was it up there, mate, on the Goldie? What's that? How is it on the Gold Coast? Oh, it's unreal, mate. I could probably get used to it up here, but maybe, maybe when I retire, I'll come back up here. Have, uh, you, uh, are you rooming with a couple of the boys or you got your nah, missus so up there? So we got our own rooms, but uh, my missus just finished her quarantine on Monday, so she's up here now. So get to enjoy the final series with me. So it's yeah, good to have someone up here. Oh, that'd be great, mate. Get the missus on board, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of sitting in your room all day there, mate. You've had a chance to have a surf. I know um, cousin Bo um, sent up a board, mate. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of a crack, but um, I've had stitches in my leg um, for the past couple of weeks, so I haven't been able to get in the water or do anything, Not no recovery. or um, So it's been a bit tough, but no, nah, no surfing for me. And that healed up all right. That was from the Dragons game, wasn't it, mate? You had a bit of a cut and a couple of cuts on the leg and, and you yeah. had to rest up that following day. Yeah, I just got the um, stitches out recently. It didn't heal as quick as what we thought, but um, they're out now. So I just got to be a bit light on my feet for the next couple of days and just strap it up again on, on Saturday and I should be good to go. So let's wind it back to, we haven't spoken to you since 2019 and a lot's happened since then, but we'll start with your debut, mate, when you took on the Broncos that day. What was that week like and the game itself? Um. I was it was pretty weird actually like the way that Wayne sort of approached me um he tapped me on the shoulder and he, he asked what I was doing in the dressing shed and I was like oh I didn't I didn't know you wanted me up there and he goes no nah, mate you're making a debut this week. and I was like oh shit all right and then I sort of went up there and like sort of announced it to the team and all the boys got around me and I broke it to the parents and that and they they were they were pretty happy as family um and then yeah the week the week actually went pretty quick um a lot quicker than what I thought. Um, we went up to Brizzy, um, done, the, done our um, captain's run before we left, trained pretty well. And I just remember, like, the boys saying to me, like, just don't play anything over in your head. Just when you get out there, just do your own thing. And I remember Elo saying to me, get ready, mate, you're going on. It sort of just all hit me and I was a bit starstruck. And then I could hear, like, this this big clan yelling from the other side of the field. And I, that's where I sort of knew where my family was. And, <laughs> yeah, I just... Um, I finished off that game and it was pretty surreal, like with everything that happened. And but yeah, it was an unforgettable experience. So how I many tickets did you um, ask the club for there, mate? Looked like there was plenty up there and it would have been um a I lot of organizing going on in the background to get them up there. Yeah, I think I ended up getting 42. So wow. I had I had a lot of family and a couple of my close mates, they ended up like the boys that work for themselves, they they sort of said to their bosses that they're coming up and yeah, it was pretty good to have them boys up there. And, Any yeah. of the boys from the former entrance Tigers or Berkeley Vale teams you played for when you were young, mate? Um, I think there was one or two. The rest just um, schoolmates and just stuff like that. But yeah, it was, mate, it was crazy. You, you just mentioned your family. You had a lot of support up there uh, on your debut. How important is uh, your family towards, you know, your progression in, in the game today? Oh, it's been massive. Um, I've had... Just the, those early days of the footy career when the old boy used to coach me, the, those car ride homes, the blow-ups, the, 
not what I did right, the, the things I did wrong to work on and, um, you know, getting a bit closer with my <laughs> Uncle Brad, living at my grandparents now, it's been good. He's always coming over and giving me a couple of pointers. And, yeah, we, like, we've got a massive family, as, as I'm sure Chaps knows, but, like, they're also supportive of me and, you know, I can't thank them enough, really. And just another, sorry, Mavo, just before you go, just another beautiful lady that would be watching down on you um, who was a great supporter of yours. I know you're very close with you was very close with her, Gina Stewart, mate. Uh, yeah, she'd be uh, she'd be watching down on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I was I was all thinking about her last week, so yeah, I hope I'm doing her proud. And Michelle just, said to say good day, mate. I'll, yeah. I'll just remind her back a bit, Blake. Now, at the start of the year, you um, you know, we th- you thought you might have got in that seventeen a bit earlier, but you had a bit of a setback in the charity shield, mate. Um, what was the mindset there? For, I'm sure you you had to use a bit of patience there, mate. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It was actually, that was one of my first injuries that I've had. Um, I've, I've never really missed a game, like, through held mats, actually ball. Like, the most I think I missed is probably come off of a sore hand or something. like. But just to know what um, what the boys go through and to go through it myself, it was tough. Um, there were some days when we'd come in from training and it'd be probably six weeks in and the um, physios would say, yeah, we're running today. And then I'd get out there and uh, I still couldn't run on it. It was still giving me trouble. Um, so that sort of it pushed me back down a bit. And then um, you'd go back into the gym, tick tick lots of boxes. And another two weeks would come by and I'd go out there and I still couldn't run. So we just had to try a lot of things. And the, it sort of put a bit of a resilient side of, on, onto me um, to, to let me know that... Um, how I got to react now from now on in. If I do get an injury, I can't really drop my head, or I've just got to continue to work through physio and be the best as I, best, best as I can. Yeah, it just got, it didn't really take a toll as much as I thought, but with everything that was happening, especially with Latrell, how he got that suspension, and a lot of the boys and family saying, oh, you should be playing this week. And I think that sort of hit me the, the hardest when I could have got that debut a little bit earlier, but look, I'm. Yeah. I don't look back at that moment and think that I should have played then. I thought well, the way I got there was when I was ready. I th- thought I might not have been ready at the, that time of year, but, yeah, I'm happy with the time that I got there. Yeah, you mentioned Latrell, mate, um, and suspension. Now, unfortunately, you got suspended again, and which given you a great opportunity. It would have been mixed emotions, mate. Um, how much has Latrell played a part in, in, in the last couple of weeks for you, mate? Oh, huge. Um, he called me the week the week of the Dragons game, he called me a couple of days before we we're heading out there and he was just just telling me, just be myself, don't go out there and try to be anyone else. Like he said the boys wouldn't wouldn't have put me there if they didn't have faith in me and he, just to go out and play my own game. Don't get caught up in the media. I think I sort of did get caught up in the media in that um, first week against the Dragons. I was reading a lot of stuff and probably stuff that I shouldn't have read, but, he, but after that week, um, heading into the um, Penrith game, sort of just blocked it all out and uh, I felt that I played a lot better without looking at that stuff. And, and yeah, just like little pointers, just like little stuff like with media and uh, just... You did a good job in that first press conference, mate. You, you had them yeah. beaten out of your hands, mate. <laughs> I, was <chicken> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get a word in. They cut me off, but anyway. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off. I just did that to you, Chas. But, mate, just to let you know, we're live on YouTube now and thank you to everyone watching at the moment. And people are sending through some comments. Now, what they can do is send what's called a super chat and it stands out in green like that. And so SSFC212 did that for us. And he said, Taff, you're an absolute champ. 
Good stuff, boys. Keep up the good work. So that's a good comment. Thank you for that. And to anyone who wants to send some stuff through now, we're going to try and get to some of the comments. If you've got a question for Blake, put it in the live chat. But we'll just continue on with this interview and then we'll try and get to some questions at the end. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, mate, just before we're talking about your family and my mum, my mum, sorry, my, my Mrs. Samantha is, was mates with your mum, Dorothy, and your dad, Darren. And she said, I asked her a little, any stories about Dorothy? And he said, she said, ask Blake if she ever talks about her horse, Rebel. Have you heard the story? She's got a, she doesn't talk much about it, but I know she's got a couple of photos. She actually sent me a photo of her in front of, I think that horse, and it looks identical to me with long blonde hair, hair like down to her shoulder. <laughs> and it looked like me that I was holding it. So yeah. yeah, she does talk about horses a bit, but um, oh, not too much. Yeah, well, like they had the, the best childhood, your mum and my missus, growing up at LARPA riding horses. And yeah. Sam said that Rebel was a little pocket rocket. It was the littlest horse, but it could fly and it was as fast as all the other big horses. And it's quite ironic that's some, something like you are with, <laughs> with this team. Oh, no, I don't know about that, but I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to the game that everyone was talking about, the Panthers, mate. Mm. That game, and it was quite satisfying to get the win there. Yeah, no, it was unreal. Um, like I said through the week, I wasn't... I wasn't really as, as nervous. Um, I actually had to get my um, my ribs needled before the game because I had a bit of a knock the week before. I think I was more nervous for that needle than what I was for the game. Just because of like, the boys that... Like, you, you're playing this, this team, I can't really describe it, you, with the likes of um, Adam Reynolds, uh, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Cameron Murray. I could just constantly just go on and it's just like the boys that... I can't really describe like what the feeling is when you run out of them. You just know that they've always got your back and they'll work as hard as they can for you. So going into that game, I had a bit of a different mindset to what I did against the um, Dragons. All I want to do is just try and get as many balls on the full. Um, I didn't want to drop any, but I, I did drop the first one. So I just had to go over mentality. If I do drop one, I just got to get on with my next job, um, not dwell over it, because if I do dwell over it, then I'm just going to constantly think about it. So, yeah, I just got on with the job and, um, yeah, having, like, with Cody and that around, you're just constantly talking to me, telling me where I've got to go. It makes my job so much easier, especially with the, the big boys laying the platform. Like, they, they might not have thought that they'd done much to help me, but the, the kick pressure that they had, and, uh, yeah, I probably couldn't thank them more. Hey, you, you just mentioned that you dropped the first bomb, and, mate, you recovered outstandingly. Like you said, you just put it aside and got on with the job. And we spoke to JD just after the game on the show and he was in praise of you that you, you owned a couple of big moments. And one of them big moments was that catch under the under the post, mate, where you took it on the full and, and, and got us a penalty. And we marched downfield and uh, Renault put that nice little kick in goal. And that took it, that ate a couple of minutes up off the clock and it was a very important uh, moment in the match. Yeah, um, I sort of... After I, a little bit before that, I, I think I kicked the ball dead. So yeah, you did. <laughs> running back to um, to that, I just I knew I couldn't I couldn't really stuff up. So whatever was coming, I had to I had to make it, it was a tackle or. And once I seen it, um, seen they were trying to kick it on me, I sort of took a couple of steps backwards and I just went in with everything. And 
I ended up coming on the better hand, so. I um, did well, mate. Oh, South fans, I remember that play for many years, Blakey. That was uh, that was all guts and glory, mate. Sure. JD, JD actually said you kicked the 40-20 from 10 metres out. <laughs> <laughs> he said that to me after the game. He said, yeah, good 40-20, and I didn't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and we noticed at the back end of that game, everyone was just, it was such a taxing game. The ball was in play for a lot of minutes in that game. And we've seen you smashing a bit of pickle juice, mate. What's the story with that? Is that a cramps thing? For, for people who don't play the game, mate, um, tell us a bit about the pickle juice. Cramps. I get cramps really bad through my calves. Um, I've, had, I've had this trouble since I was in Harold Matts. Whenever I play on those really nice fields, um, the real soft, like the soft on, soft on top, I always seem to find myself struggling. I think I ended up having about four, four, four like canisters of pickle. And How do they taste, mate? Oh, you don't, you don't swallow. You just, you put it in your mouth, give it a bit of a gargle, and then you spit it out. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, well, wow. they, I reached right. my fourth bottle and it wasn't doing anything, so then they had to bring the salts out for me, and that started <laughs> to help. So I, was I like, reckon you got the big calves from Dad, mate. And Dad's, got <laughs> some, Dad's got some monster calves, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it. So I just I think it comes down to um, drinking a bit too much water before the game and um, putting a bit more hydrolyte into me instead of too much water. But um, I'm ta- I've been talking to the physios about it and they've got a bit of a plan for so for next week. So uh, hopefully I don't cramp up again. So it should be. Should mate, be- we just got a question from uh, from one of the uh, the viewers there, mate, Scotty McLaren. He said, "Mate, would you rather play halfback or fullback? What, what's your preferred position?" Um, it doesn't bother me. I, I like playing fullback because I've got a bit more freedom. Um, I like to sort of just float around and pop up wherever, wherever the boys need me. But look, if I have to play, if I'm put into halfback, then I'll play halfback. I don't mind defending. I like defending the front line. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I've got no really preferred position, but just wherever I am, I'll play. Beautiful. And also, we'll just mention a few people that have come on here. Talon Smith, we had him on the other day. He's a super fan. Welcome to the show. Chelsea Callahan, mate, she's... She's a huge fan of yours, Marco Sivis, Def Lord, Ombre, Alfisti, Def Lord. Uh, so there's a few in there. Thomas James, <laughs> Lowbox. So just thank you to everyone that's jumped in because we've only just started doing this stuff live, mate, and it's all a bit new, but we just think it opens up a new dimension rather than just listening to the podcast. If people want to watch and see like like you and, and interact with you, then that's yeah. for us. And also Norman Koshinek has sent us a a super chat thing and he's a he's a huge fan of the show as well and if you want to follow his channel eyes on cricket with norman koshinek if you like your cricket we'll share a link to that as well so mate manly did you watch a game last night yeah i watched a bit of it i watched the first half i'm not um too much of a, a footy watcher um i like to watch the boys but i don't sort of like flatter myself in footy like i haven't really done it all year so i don't see any point in, in doing it now um I think the main focus this week would be Tom Trebojevic. Um I'm sure when I go on a video tomorrow, it's just going to tell me wherever Tom Trebojevic, that's where the ball is going to be. So um, it's, it won't be any different to last week with Cleary. Um, I think I'm just going to be basing on my game on Trebojevic, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he ran the ball 20 times for 200-plus metres. He was on last night, and he's a big unit. and puts yeah. himself in the in the right position at the right time. So, yes, we have to contain him but they they went okay across the park we're going to do a preview of that later in the show but yeah they're they're going to be a tough opposition and i think is are really going to need to do everything you did against the panthers to win that game complete your sets defend well yeah i agree um we we, we had we did play a good game last week against um panthers but I, I still think there was a lot of um just executional plays that we could have done a bit better 
Um, our, our forwards were outstanding. They, they laid the platform for us, but just with our back seven and our back rowers, I think we were just a little bit under under what, what we wanted to be. But um, look, our, our, our past week has just been all in execution. Um, I think we'll come out firing and I think we should go really well against these boys. And obviously you've trained a couple of times this week. And what's the plan? Is it back to work Monday? Is it off the weekend? Um, no, nah, so we had we have yesterday and today off. We got um, a session tomorrow and then they'll give us Monday to freshen up and then we'll start our prep on Tuesday with the for Manly. Oh, beautiful, mate. Now, um, you got anything else for him, for him, boys, before we let him go? No, nah, mate, we don't want to keep you too long. We're, we're stuck. <laughs> you come on and we're really, it was really great to see you play that game yesterday because few people had a few question marks thinking you weren't going to play there and to see you come out and respond from that early drop and then have a blinder and now you know it's we're on team TAF don't worry about that and we'll be uh cheering you on on Friday lad. <laughs> exciting times ahead mate it's uh it's going to be a great week for you uh leading into uh next week's game yeah cheers boys love what you're doing as well keep it up Thanks, Thanks Tuffy, mate. Yeah, you keep doing us proud, mate. And, Good on you, mate. Uh, we'll be holding that trophy in a couple of weeks. Now, we'll let you go. Thank, thanks for your time on uh, Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. See Good you, on you Tuffy. Cheers, mate. See you, buddy. Yeah, that was fantastic. Boys, uh, just a little little peek into the mind of Blake Taff, some, some of the insights, some of the mindsets he had from the injury. And you blokes know as much as anyone being former first graders. It's, it's part of the journey is learning from your, your experiences, whether it was an injury. And as you said, he'd never had an injury before. And um, mm-hmm. he had to sort of develop a bit of patience and, and trust the process, so to speak. And uh, eventually that debut came there in, uh, against the Broncos. Well, you well, heard him awesome. as well, chaps. There was another little bit of a sorry, Mara, another little bit of a distraction for him. And that's something that he learned from it was with the media. He was reading a, a little bit too much uh, in yeah. the papers. Um, and he said he, you know, he learned from that um, when he played the Dragons and he did a couple of things differently leading into the Panthers game. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about is learning on the run. And uh, he's been thrown in at the deep end. But, look, he's handled everything that has been put to him this far. And I'm expecting another big game from him next weekend. And what I love about what we're doing is we're interacting with our audience. Now, this was up to 46 people. There's 41 people there watching at the moment. And Talon Smith says, thank you, Rabbitohs Radio, for last night. Now, David Morton has come in and said, great chat, boys. Well done. Donna, Donna Bunny Sousini Till I Die, she's a big fan of the show. And um, I think um, Chelsea Callahan liked hashtag, hashtag Team Taff. So that was a, a good thing. Matthew Cleland, Tyler said, hello, uncle. So everyone who comes in and chats with us, we try and do the show and do this. It's like I said, it's a bit new. R.D. Lang said, South's made of steel. Manly won't be able to handle us for 80 minutes. And, you know, I, I tend to agree with you, mate. Like, I think, yes, they went good last night, the Silver Tail Seagulls, but they weren't up against much. They were up against a battered and bruised Roosters. Roosters side. The Roosters were terrible, mate. That, that put the white flag up five minutes into the contest, especially down the middle of the field. The, the middles were gone. And it put too much pressure on their edges. And Manly had 65% of the ball or something at one stage. And they, complete, yeah. they completed over 80%. So there was only well, the, going to be one said, winner chaps, there. Like you just said, chaps, see, the first 10 or 15 minutes, the Roosters really handed Manly uh, the game to them on a platter. They did. Um, they, I think they only completed like 75% in the first half in. 
Look, everyone you speak to, all the players, all the coaches, they harp on about completion. And, you know, you've got to have high completion rates. You cannot make errors in these big games. Otherwise, good sides will dead set punish her. And that's what Manly did last night. Every time Man- uh, the Roosters came up with an error, Manly scored off the back of it. And that's something that we we done well last week, or we did well, was that we completed highly, and we're in the contest for eighty minutes. So, and that's something that we've got to do again next well, week. I was in a group chat with a couple of mates, a few South and a few Rooster supporters, and Joel Futcher made a mind he's a Rooster, and I said, I think it was eighteen nil. I said, Joel, why don't they get Teddy off, rest him up for next year because he's gone already. Uh-huh. <laughs> rest him up. The bloke's done everything, and and I got to take my hat off to Teddy, even when they were down by. Well, 20 plus points late in that game, and and he, he still puts a kick in, chases the kick, makes a tackle in the end goal. Like, he never stops that bloke. That, yeah, yeah. I, like, we're sorry for the bloke. We must just make this our preview. And McLaren's basement said Bunny's 13 plus. And, you know, and just while you're talking about the Roosters, I was going to text them last night, a few of the boys. So to Jules Parry and our mate Stephen Hayes and Con Paris and, and Johnny Sapanakis, better luck next year, boys. Congratulations <laughs> on a good season. But it wasn't meant to be. But and, yeah, so, well, the curse, the curse of the trail continues, Mavo, without cutting in. Um, yeah. Now, you, do you used to know about the curse of the Bambino? Right. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this, this is a, a definite curse. This happened in the um, early 1900s when Babe Ruth left, left Boston Red Sox to go to the the might of the New York Yankees. Well, it created a curse on the Boston Red Sox. They never won a title for 86 years. Well, how? And since the Latrell's left, they have not made a prelim final, the Roosters. Um, look, the curse of Latrell continues over there at Bondo Junction. Yep, yep. So, And David Morton says it's the first time Manly's beaten a top five team. And, yeah, so and, and some, a couple of people are saying, Hombre Alfisti is saying complacency is the only thing that'll beat us. And I don't think they'll be complacent. We've got a bloke called Wayne Bennett steering the ship and JD, who, who we had on last week, and... He's a fantastic guy, so there's no way we'll be complacent. I think we'll, I hope we'll go up to another level next week. And yeah, that's mm. the, the, and you know, well, the so like, game. Um, when you speak to everybody, all the experts, all the media, all the players, um, they they always harp on about peaking at the right time. You know, you don't win grand finals back in you know March or April when, when yeah. teams are going good and. We've just come good at the right time, guys. Uh, last week was uh, probably our best performance that we've had. And all we've got to do now is hold that level of consistency is for the next two weeks. And we'll be bringing back the title, boys. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we've got a question here from Scotty McLaren, and, and it's a good one. Question for the panel. Who would we rather play in the grand final? Storm, we've never beaten them. Panthers or Eels? And how do we beat the Storm? Well, personally, I would like to see us play the mighty Eels in the grand final, what a game that'd be. And obviously because that'd probably be the easiest of the options. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, if it was Rabbitohs Eels, how bad would it be that the home fans can't get up there, but it'll still be a blockbuster. I think it's realistically going to be us in the storm. And how do we beat them? We beat them how we beat the Panthers the other night. We play consistent football. We hold the ball and we... Heaps of energy, Mavo. Heaps of energy. energy we that's that's what we played with the other night. And we let our stars do the rest. Brownie. That's exactly right. Um, and all them things come into play. But more importantly, boys, and we had JD on the show um, just after the Panthers win, and you heard him say they came up with a game plan. 
to nullify Penrith. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to come up with a really good game plan that are going to shut Melbourne down in the right areas. And they've got a big, very big, powerful forward pack, which troubled us earlier on in the year. And if we come up with a great game plan that's going to stop their forwards getting momentum, look, we're, we're, in, a, we're in it up to our eyeballs, boys. Let's go, yep. the Rabbitohs. Yep, yep. They can have their block of cheese and their Harry Grants and, Harry their, Grant. and their, you know, Nico Hineses and that bloke at the that fullback that goes all right. Cameron Munster. <laughs> Cameron Munster. Have so, yes, we're going to have to be at our very best. And, um, and someone's just said, yes, um, I want the Storm. We can beat them. And, and it is, we're the two best teams now, now that we've, well, along with Penrith, I suppose, but we can say we're up there in the top two or three. So, yeah, I think that'll be the game. South v Storm, first ever grand final at Suncorp, Sunday the 3rd of October. So before we move on, because we are doing Rabbitohs Radio Podcast here, whoever's watching now, we're going to finish off the show. But the prelim final will be Friday night, if you don't know already, when we take on the might of the Manly Seagulls. I'll just read out a question here. Don't forget the show is brought to you by NG Farrell Real Estate. And Marie has just mentioned... Guys, play for 80 minutes and believe in ourselves. Glory, glory. There's no better quote there. Well, Seen have mentioned NG Farrow Real Estate. There's going to be a prize giveaway next week. It's going to be a $400 value prize. And all you've got to do is follow NG Farrow Real Estate's Instagram and our Instagram, which a lot of you already are, and tag a friend. And you go in the draw to win this prize. And in part of that prize, you win two of these, which are still available, yeah. by the way, two for $20. They're great. Rabbitohs radio stubby holders, and that's all the places you can find. Oh, and I, I had a couple of beers last night in the Movo. Just a quick one. A uh, guest on um, Fanatical Fan Friday yesterday, Talon Smith, he said he'd like to see a South Penrith Grand Final. It would be the Darren Brown Cup. Oh, well, there you go. There you uh, go. Yes. <laughs> I certainly play. I had the opportunity talent. to play at both clubs. Great, great clubs, both of them. Uh, Penrith out there in the West and Obviously, the Rabbitohs here in the inner city. And, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, no better feeling for myself having been involved in both clubs. So, yeah, wow. I'm looking forward to that one. And just on NG Farrah, well, that um, that competition will be run next week. Where will that be promoted, Mavo? All over social media? All over social media. On our website, rabbitohsradio.com.au, none other. And, yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. So across all of those socials. Get involved, win yourself a prize, and yeah. support the show in the in the process. And just on NG Farrah, boys, just a quick one. We it's been well promoted during the week that they were selling Adam Reynolds's home. Yep. On Thursday, and they've done a great job because uh, they sold Reno's home. Uh, what we called it as Graceland, Graceland yeah. South Sydney's Graceland, yeah. and yeah, they they got an outstanding price. And, boys, it was on the market after the first bid. So with the auction system, uh, you set a reserve. And within one bid, it was straight on the market. And from an agent and a, and a vendor's point of view, there's no better feeling when your property is on the market and people are competing for it. And they sell it. They sold it well above the reserve, boys. Outstanding. Yep. Outstanding result, boys, for, for both Adam and his family and Andrew Farrah, who have been foundation sponsors of this um, podcast since the beginning and you know we, we're not drawing any wages out of this we're doing this off our bat and all the money that comes in goes back into producing a podcast and Rabbitohs TV each week so we thank 
and G Farrah for that, and congratulations to Adam and his family. And credit yeah. to Dave Lloyd. Yeah, and David. Well done, Dave. Everyone that's live chatting and has been sending us super stickers and super chat, you can still do that during the show. And we've just had Mal put a comment up, and that was good. Mal's a big fan of the show. He's always on these chats with us. And he said, Latrell can play Turbo's role in a in opposed training sessions this week. So it's not a bad prep. Great point. Great point. Have that big rig. You know, they're they're an equal equal billing those two players to to try and mark or give him a bit of that. So they're good good point, Mal. Let's move on to Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Juniors Gripper Clubs, the Rabbitohs home away from home, the place to play while the bunnies are away. Now I spoke to Keith McGraw from the Juniors this morning, and the plan is that all three clubs, the Juniors, Kingsford, Malabar, and Maroubra, will reopen on the 18th of October. Oh, wow. how good! How good! Yeah, and wow. maybe even the 11th of October if we all get the jab. Golf, golfers club and it'll be it'll be under the four square meter rule okay now the club has done some renovations and maintenance work that have been completed and keith mccraw said we're going to come out of this in a strong position and get things rolling whatever we are allowed to do we'll do and the board encourages people to get double vaccinated to visit the club and also just we mentioned coach potter earlier in the show who is gravely ill and keith said that Coach Potter was his right-hand man back in the day when he was in the coaching role. So that's the sort of bloke he is. Yeah, get well to uh, Lionel. Yeah, it's sad news. He was a big part of uh, the late 80s or, or mid, the mid to late 80s and coming through the, the 90s at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He was a, one of the trainers there. He was a character, uh, just a top fellow, Lionel Potter. Loves a beer. He was always around the boys. And he, he, I think he went on many a trips to the USA. He used to organise our trips to the USA because he had a lot of contacts over there. Loved his NFL. Loved his yeah. American sport. Chaps, yeah. you would you would have loved Lionel. And, uh, yeah, I never met Lionel, but um, sounds like he's doing it tough and let's hope he can um, get on the road to recovery, mate. And, yeah, and definitely. Hopefully, he gets to watch the Rabbitohs lift this trophy in a couple of weeks. And so, welcome to Luke Palmer, who said, great podcast. Thank you. And we'll continue to make the podcast, but I just want to thank everyone. We've only got two weeks left of the season. Thank everyone who has supported the show. And we'll still produce the podcasts. And But now, obviously, we're doing live stuff on YouTube. We've hit 1,300 subscribers. So we were battling to get to 1,000. Now it's going gang- gangbusters. So thank you to everyone there. And we're also writing more articles on rabbitosradio.com.au. So make sure you read those. I'd just like to give a shout-out to NRL photographer Colin Whelan for supporting the show. And he's just got a new book out. It's called Drinking in the Rivers. It's about pubs along the Murray River. And he's a bit of a legend. Cole, he's been on the show. and A bit of a legend. He yeah. is a legend. He's Don't a worry legend. about that. Yeah. So, and he's got some great yarns. He has. And it's got some great photos in it and like heaps of photos. And it's a an old hardcover book, you know, great for the coffee table and good for reading. And and I'll just give you a little bit about it. He's written a bestseller selling book before, Pub Yarns. And you would have heard about that when we had him on before. And what he does, he gets on his motorbike. He's a bit of a bikey and goes along and, does road trips and visits all the pubs and then he gets to meet the people and he tells the story about it. And because he's a former NRL photographer, he takes some great images too. And he, he tells the tales of the characters who frequent and sometimes haunt these places. So just uh, also there's an offer. So if you go to nothingbutthepub.com and enter South Sydney Till I Die in the coupon window, you will get 21% off. And 21% off because Cole's a mad rabbito is 1% for every year we won the comp. And if we win the comp 
this year he'll bump it up to 22% off. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, make sure you support Colin. And the, on the back of the book, it says, pull up a stool and join Cole as he recounts the myths, legends, true stories, and tales of pubs and people, both past and present, of Australia's greatest river, the good old Murray. Maybe I, I love... Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Just remember the most unbelievable yarns are the true ones. Well, speaking of yarns, and I love the story he told us that because he was the NRL photographer, the chief photographer, he had a motorbike in every state. And he just used to align himself to, say, Brisbane to go and take photos in Brisbane. He'll get on his bike and then just ride it all the way home through all them country towns and, and you know, meet all the country people. Just a great, great storyteller and uh, a great fella, uh, Cole Whelan. He Shout is. Shout out to you, mate. Like you said, Benny, he is a brilliant storyteller. He told some on the show. The one he told us when he met Nelson, Man- Nelson Mandela, he started tearing up and it was just, you got goosebumps hearing him tell the story. So he takes good photos, tells a good story. And I knew that you would like this Talon Smith because I knew you're a country boy. And also, while I got you, follow Talon Smith's Facebook page, Battlers for Bush Footy. Because he's got, he's passionate about his bush footy, and he, very important. And and the Murray River runs all the way down to where he lives, I think, I believe. So, yeah, um, I knew I knew you'd like that talent. And we'll move on to spotlight on the pathways. Brought to you by What If? It's Aussie for travel, and we haven't done much pathway stuff, so we'll just do a segment this week. And during the week, the SG Ball and Harold Matt squads were released, and there's some familiar names in the SG Ball squad: Archie Donnelly, Louis Grosme, the McGrath twins. Cooper and Ryan, Tyron Munro, and our mate from work's son, Emmanuel Kandadakis. So promising signs. A lot of those have come up from the Harold Matz Brownie. Yeah, they certainly have. And we spoke to Joe O'Callaghan on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he's very excited about this SG Ball squad. He believes it's uh, got a lot of talent in there and they're working really hard. And a lot of the players from last year are still available to play this year. And one player that's available is David Moali. And he's actually he's actually played first grade this year. So yeah. they've got some great systems put in place uh, here at the Rabbitohs for the Harold Mats and the SG Ball. And some of them players you just named, keep an eye on boys because they'll be uh, they'll be in the top grade before you blink. Oh yeah, they'll be progressing through for sure. Young Louis Grosby, young, young winger oh, that caught our eye too that day, um, Brownie Carson. K.O., I think his name was, K.O. Mate, he's like a bit of a um, Brian Toto clone. He, he's still only a kid. I, I thought he was second year, but he's only first year. He scored plenty of tries, him and Evan Manning, out on the out on the wings in that team last year. So look, Yeah, well, I've I got a big rap on uh, young Louis Grosme, boys. Uh, plays on that left edge. He, we got him from the Roosters, and he had a really, really good season last year. And uh, keep an eye on him and little Archie Donnelly, uh, the great Brent Donnelly's son. Small in oh. stature, but Jizzy's big at heart. Just a goer, mate. He's a goer. Like a, like a Blake Taffet number nine. And another big signing that we, we were lucky to get this bloke. Goes to the same school as um, Emmanuel Candy Darkness. He's Thomas Fletcher. His parents are a big fan of the show. They always have, have a listen uh, and, and a watch, whether it's Rabbitohs TV. He's a sublime talent, this bloke. It's like, he's a bit like a, an Angus Crichton, just a big rangy back row. He's got all the skills in the world, plenty of speed. You can just about do it all in the game. So very exciting things coming up. And tell us about the uh, the player that we signed from Holy Cross, I believe, chaps, from the, the Balmain District. He just made the Australian schoolboys. Yeah, he's a big front rower. Um, 
Jackson, same spelling as our um, right winger at the moment. Jackson, action Jackson Paulo, Jackson Rami. You know he's a he's a he's a super talent, very mobile. Um, he, he, he's a pretty aggressive, can get over the ground. Um, he's a bit like a, um, I suppose he's a bit. I can't think of the guy's name now. The the, the back row at the tiger, the, sorry, the middle middle forward at the Tigers right now. His name escapes me. Apologies, guys, but yeah, very very well built. Um, he, he's he's got a big motor on him. He's a he's got a big future ahead of him. So well, and also there's a lot of new faces in the Harold Mats, obviously because they're coming up. For, for, to the under-17s. And one of those new faces is James Garlic. And I spoke to Sean Garlic and he said, he's my nephew, son of my brother Nathan, back row from LARPA, raw-boned, a no-frills workhorse. He's playing up a year and he went to Marcelin Chaps. He's one of your boys. Yep, he certainly did. Yep. He's, yep. Uh, he's a great family, great pedigree. We all know about the Garlics. Um, they're fantastic on the field and off the field, they've been even more successful, Brent. Yeah, look, uh, no better family than the Galas. Uh, Sean was a great player himself. And Nathan, although he didn't reach the heights that Sean reached, he, he was a quality player himself. He played in all the rep juniors uh, coming through and even played in the A-grade representative teams for the South Juniors. So, yeah, talented family, um, great business people. Obviously, Galo's Pies is absolutely flying at the moment. If you haven't had one of them, make sure you have a Galo's Pies. Then on pastry, big on meat. And what he did do is he, we wanted to do a gesture for Lionel up at Prince of Wales Hospital, and we couldn't go in and see him or give him anything. So we had the idea to give him some Galo's Pies. So they were delivered to the staff looking after Lionel yesterday, I think it was, and well, yeah, that's all the beautiful staff at the hospital. I know they've given Lionel the best of care at the moment. and Not only were they delivered, Mabo, they were delivered within about an hour. So yeah. credit to you, Gallo. Thanks for that, mate. You're a legend. Yeah, so let's just move on to the rest of the squad in this these young fellas coming through. Zane Ruglis, Cyril Mundine, and a young kid called Benedict Tommy Lepetti, whose brother, Poe, we work with, like he's called the Machete Lepetti. So if he's as tough as his brother... It'll be all right. So shout out to some of those kids coming through. And there's also a first grade's brother there as well. Um, Setefano Sello, that's Hamo Sello's younger brother. Um, the, the great Andrew Pom Roberts informs me. And also you might see another familiar name there, Joseph Tiaupa. He, his older brother, Dion Tiaupa, was a great goal-kicking halfback for the SG ball side this year, and he's just about to sign on for another three seasons with South Sydney. His name not in there at the moment, but he looks like he might be signing on for another couple of years in the pathway system. Dion yeah, really. and young Joseph. So it's exciting times for these players and their families because, as you can see, some of these pathways kids like uh, Peter Mamazellas and, and Lachlan Ilias have made their debuts in first grade this year. And with the pathways we've got through, the pathway is to go from pathways juniors up into first grade. And so... You know, you can expect to see some of these names in our squad going forward. And if you want to read these lists, we'll put it on the episode webpage or in the show notes for this video on YouTube. So you can and just on that, Scotty McLaren's commented, Mavo, the future is bright. And a bit of humour, uh, what Scotty said, Tommy Burgess, he's big on meat. <laughs> he is. Well, he, he, he got the budgies out, didn't he, this year to give Carlo a quick plug. So, yeah, he's a yeah. good bloke, Tommy, too. He's, he's going to play a big part in this final series. When you were saying about a big middle forward before, chaps, I was going to say, well, Tommy, look no further than him. But So we'll just have a break here. Rabbitohs Radio and Rabbitohs TV is brought to you by NG Farrow Real Estate, the Juniors Group of Clubs, and 
export freight systems. You got that down, Pat Mover. <laughs> well, if you if, if you're not watching this, I've just pointed to behind me. We've got the our, our things. Then export freight systems. We support Aussie manufacturers. So thank you to our sensational sponsors, and thank you to everyone who's donating to us in the live chat. The live chat's still going. You can send us super stickers and super chat to make your chat stand out. And like Chap said before, we don't take a wage. Everything goes back into this show to buy equipment, to buy cameras, to buy apparel and, you know, screens like before behind you just to keep this show going. Anyway, just going back to the garlics, Mel's just commented and we've already mentioned it on the show. Bronson Garlic, he's also signed with the Melbourne Storm. So shout out to you, Bronson. And that the garlic, uh, like we just said, you know, their, their ability uh, to play footy just continues on. A lot of talent in that family. We'll move on to Remembering a Rabbito, brought to you by Export Freight Systems, with thanks to South historian Brad Ryder. Chaps, who we got this week? Dave Tyrrell. Nickname, Tiz, and also Superman. The two nicknames, Big Dave. Rabbito player number 1069, born on the 9th of October, 1988. Now, he grew up in Brisbane. Played for Junior League for the East Tigers, one of the real strong clubs who are actually putting in a bid for the NRL 17th franchise at the moment. Whether or not they're successful or not, it's another story. Now, he was signed with the Rabbitohs to start the 2009 season, along with another bloke out of the Brisbane area, Chris McQueen, Chris Lightning McQueen, and they both debuted in the same year. Now, Dave debuted round 18, 2009, in their 36 points to 12 win over the Panthers, where he came off the bench um in the forwards he said in the off season he came down as a bit of a skinny winger and finished up putting on a, a fair bit of beef um training full time for the first time in his life and he ended up in the forwards big dave so he he, he must have lost a bit of speed as well now he's starting the boo was the following year in round 20 2010 in a loss to the bulldogs 32 points to 10. you know he didn't didn't establish himself as a consistent first grader till the following year 2011. He was a mainstay in that team and went on to play many years for the Rabbitohs and finished up being a one-club player. Now, he was an unfashionable front rower, uncompromising, tough as nails, and I've got many memories of him just getting snapped in half and you think, oh, this bloke's going to call for the Medicab here. No, bang, get straight to his feet as quick as you like and play the ball and just got on with it. Well, there's, there was a, a video South put out called the front rowers of the decade and they talked to a few people about Superman and and they said yeah like example was in the grand final when he when James Graham head first and knocked him to the ground but he just gets up like it's nothing and he's done that his whole career he was that tough he just used to get up and shake it off and I just want to take you back to his second game he made his debut in 2009 in his second game he scored a try and you might remember that game. It was the one when Tony Carroll at Lang Park knocked out referee Tony Della Harris cold. And yeah. that, that was the game that, yeah, Dave Tyrrell scored his first try in his second game of first grade. He was chasing another Brisbane product there. Um, that was Jamie Simpson. Oh, there you go. And also welcome to Hayley Murray, who's come into the chat and did some the little emoji with the hearts around it. And we love you right back for watching this show. And the other one, chaps, was uh, when he scored a double. I think you're going to mention he scored a double against the Warriors, and that was in the video. And Vossi, another South fan, said, 
oh, he scored a double. He said he hasn't scored for 87 games, and now he's scoring a double against the Warriors. So, yeah, he, he, was a, he wasn't a prolific try scorer, but what he made up for was how tough he was. And he started in that 2014 grand final. So that just shows what high esteem Dave Tyrrell was held in at this club. Just, a, just another comment from uh, Donna from Bunny South Till I Die. Last time she saw David Tyrrell was at Movie World. And guess where he was heading, guys? Straight to the Superman ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was actually Shout funny. You, Donna. They spoke to a few of his teammates and I think Cookie and said, oh, I used to say, talk to him about the superheroes like I was interested. He said, I couldn't give a damn about him. But, and then I think it might have been AJ said, yeah, I used to say Batman's better. Batman's better. I don't really care about Batman or Superman, but he didn't like that. He said, nah, Superman's the one. And, you know, who doesn't love Superman? Could do it all. Oh, I you know. love it when he goes, I remember watching the original Superman. There used to be a matinee. You'd go and get a bit of popcorn in between it before you go in and watch the second half. It's like a game of footy, the movies yeah, back in the nice. day. But, yeah, um, well, 2014 was a special year for Dave. You spoke about his double. And, and he also played every single game in 2014, including that 30-6 win over the Bulldogs. And you speak about that famous tackle where James Graham led with the head on Sam Burgess at the start of the game and also led with the head on Dave Tyrrell, which resulted in a penalty. And I was running. I, I thought this is a good time. I was in the Channel 9 corporate box, good time to run to the toilet. And the boss at the time of the Bulldogs was Todd Greenberg, who went on to be yep. the NRL boss a bit later on. I bumped him in the corridor and I've given an absolute mouthful of half cut. I said, sort that <laughs> James Graham out, would you? He's an animal. <laughs> and I ran to the toilet, did a fist, got back. <laughs> and sure enough, Dave, I think, they, I think they took Dave off after that. Even though he got up, he, he wasn't in a bad way. It was mm. it was a horrific clash. Yeah. But um, it was a fantastic year from him, um, 2014, and, and one one that he'll be telling his grandkids in many years to come. 100%. He's a grand final legend. Started in the front row for the Rabbitohs in the first grand final win in 43 years. And I think, oh, just man. chaps, I think he might have missed one game that year because I did check that because the reason I checked is because we released an article yesterday about, we're calling it, we're doing a series called Fabulous 14 about the 2014 season. And we've got a whole lot of photos and one of them was we did yesterday was Sam Burgess, fabulous 14 Sam Burgess. And he actually did play every game that year. And that is one of the reasons we won that grand final and that comp because what he did in the prelim against the Roosters is, oh, stop it getting excited. And, yeah. and we're, this is the first time that we uh, have had the week off since 2014. But, so um, where, can, where can you find them articles, Mavo? Rabbitohsradio.com.au. A yes. lot of content on there. Exactly. And today's one I can, can announce exclusively to everyone that's stuck with us on the live chat. And there's still a few years out there. Thank you. Talent Smith's still there. He said, that's gold, chaps, whatever you come up with before. And Rock Rock Rec said, Blakey, you are a champion. Love watching you play. So Rock Rec, you are correct. He is a champion. And it's got sidetracked there. Today's article will be Fabulous 14, Greg Inglis. GI. So there'll be some amazing images of GI on there for you to have a look at and just his stats on the 2014 season. And I haven't even had a look at it yet, but what I can tell you, what I can say is that he had a fair year that year. And the NRL, the one I got off NRL projects got him playing 27 games that year. Might, might be incorrect. But the following year, 2015, he had another bumper year. Um, and he, he'll always be remembered for around 16 game. Now, I was in Samoa. I was over there with a couple of mates, my cousin, Shannon, and 
um, Spud Carroll from work and we've been surfing all day and we waited around and got the, there's not many pubs in Samoa. We got the, um, the bloke to put the NRL on and sure enough, that was the game that Steve Maddow had come in and absolutely folded David Tyrrell in half in one of the, one of the tackles of the decade. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Did he didn't drop the ball, got straight up. He'd done that to a few of them. And then Donna, funny South Sydney till I die, said, that's awesome. She can't wait for the fabulous 14 articles. She actually filmed them getting off the bus at Redfern Oval after the grand final. So we've all got some great memories out there. And and Mel has just given us a, a little super a super sticker. That's a super sticker there. See, it's a little animated emoji. Five bucks he's donated to the show. And you know what? Every little bit counts. For And thanks for that, Mel. And we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, the Goanna, I think there might be a photo of him doing the Goanna. GI in there and uh, Mark Henson. Good on you, boys. Up the bunnies. Good on uh, you, Henny. The legend, Henny, well, Mark so, Henson. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So it was a it was a great year, two thousand and fourteen, and Dave Turrell was a part of it. Now we will check that, chaps, because we like to get our facts right here. So if we can't check it during the show today, next week we'll make sure we get those facts right about if Dave Turrell played every game. But the fact that he played the whole season and we won the comp. He obviously had a huge part in this team and he'll always be remembered as someone that was a champion on that day. Just for the the viewers that have just joined us now, like Mark Henson and for any other viewers uh, on there, we've had Blake Taff on earlier. So if you missed it, make sure you go back and have a watch of young Taffy. It was a great interview. It gives us a great insight of uh, the week, uh, you know, that he had with his debut and, and obviously uh, the pros and cons that comes with playing uh, in the top level grade. Yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. So we've done our preview. We know we know you got, we've got the Seagulls coming up and we'll be back for a show on Team List Tuesday. Just got to finish with Dave Turok real quick. He's, he's done 155 first grade games, all with the one club, the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs, six tries, and obviously a premiership. But he also was selected in the Prime Minister's um, 13 in 2015, capping off a, a great couple of years with the club. And he's an electrician. He's an electrician these days. Well, that is that is awesome. And I, I'm glad you got that in, chaps. 155 games for the Bunnies, one club man. What a legend. And oh, sometimes legend. these people aren't get overlooked in that. And Marie Wivers has come in and said, I'm an oldie, so Bobby McCarthy was my favourite. But I have to say, Greggy has to be one for the modern day. And, yes, uh, I think a lot of people share those sentiments, Marie. Just, uh, just on Dave Tyrrell, uh, chaps, he reminds me a lot of who we've got playing in our front row today, Mark Nichols. Yeah, you're right. He's, again, he's just a, that workhorse that just gets the job done. He's probably not going to grab the headlines of a Latrell Mitchell or a Cody Walker or, you know, your Adam Reynolds's. But but these guys are just – you can't you can't win a comp without blokes like that in your club. No, you cannot exactly. – we wouldn't want a comp without blokes like Dave Tyrrell. No way. Exactly. And just, just a little quick um, thing, he's written this. I love my time at South and I'm grateful to them for giving me a chance to realise my dream of playing in the NRL. I had a pretty good season in 2015 and was selected in the Prime Minister's 13. I was also the John Sattler Rookie of the Year in 2009 when I was 20 years of age. I'll always remember the times I had at the Rabbitohs and love this club forever. So there you go. That's good. And, and Talon Smith's actually checked, chaps. So I should not have doubted you or Talon because, yes, he's confirmed he did play every game that year. And 
I apologize for saying it. I must have been looking at something else because I am doing a, quite a few different things at the time. So there you go. Every game, him and Sam Burgess. We'll have to check who, who else did that that year. That's a big thing to stay fit the whole season and and to and to you know give your team that sort of service. And Carol Clemer has jumped on. She loved Chris McQueen. Heartbro- she was heartbroken when he fought, was forced to leave. He loves South Sydney, and yes, Chris McQueenslander. What a player. Chris McQueenslander. And he was also involved in that magic try that Renault scored at the SFS when the Coltrane came to him and he's up the sideline. And that's another story for another day. So, okay, so like I said, we'll wrap it up. You'll still be able to listen to this as a podcast. And if you're listening to this now, we still upload that. And the YouTube version will be on our YouTube channel. So if you want to share it to your friends, it'll be there for you to go back and look. When we mentioned you in the show, you can go back. We'll also be back for Team List Tuesday. We're doing that now. And on Thursday, we do our Sato Say show, which is becoming very popular. And people have been coming on there. If you're keen to come on, let us know. And our Fanatical Fan Friday, we've got a few people that are um, lining up to come on and do that. Plenty of great content. Do is, sorry, Brandy. What we're going to do is once the season ends, we're going to keep doing a show each week if we can and get someone on to chat. And keep talking about either South or whatever's, whatever sport is current at the time, just so we can keep the content clicking over here on Rabbitohs TV and keep producing content that you want to watch. Yeah, like you just indicated, Mavo, plenty of great content that uh, we're going to be coming up with. We've got a couple of ideas in the pipeline that we'll be working on, uh, especially one idea for the junior league clubs that we're going to be promoting. Uh, all the local South Sydney Junior League clubs. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, plenty of content on our YouTube channel. So it's Rabbitohs TV YouTube. Like you said, Team List Tuesday is always a good one. It's going to be big this week. I don't expect too many changes no. uh, from last week's performance. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, yeah. it's talking about changes. The top four podcast this week had... Adam Reynolds and the Source on, and, and they told some funny stories. Um, the, the audio was a bit, uh, maybe that bad internet up there in Brisbane. Hello, the Source and Renault were sitting together, and they were talking to Shannon and, and Jeremy Monaghan, our media manager, and they told some great, some funny old stories from back in the day when he was in the under-20s. Adam said it's probably his greatest year of his career. And and then one, one you got to get um, Jeremy Monaghan, our media manager, just listen to his story, grand final day story, the passion of that bloke. A love for the club, and yeah, you, you got to go. You got to go and listen to that one. It's it, it's it's a must listen on the Top Four podcast on the Rabbitohs podcast network. Yeah, champion and, fellas, aren't they? They are. And Talon Smith just confirmed that Dave Turrell was the only South player to play twenty seven games that year. So I don't know what I was got with Sam Burgess playing every game. That's why you could be the next Brad Ryder, the next Marco Sivis, Talon Smith. You've got a big future in this game, the way you're going and. And in this club, mate, that's it. In this club, yeah. So we'll wrap it up, boys. And to everyone, like I said, rate, review, share. Thanks for supporting the show. And we'll catch you during the week on Rabbitohs TV. Go the mighty Rabbitohs. Let's go and beat these silver tails. Up the Rabbitohs. Up the mighty Rabbits. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel.